Chapter thirty seven of the House of Whispers by William Lacroix. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Increases the interest. But, Dad, cried Gabrielle, I'm telling you the truth. Cannot you believe me, your daughter, before this man who is your enemy? Because of my affliction, I am, it seems, deceived by every one, was his hard response. To where they stood had come the sound of wheels upon the gravel drive outside, and a moment later Hill entered, announcing, A gentleman to see you very urgently, Sir Henry. He is from Baron de Hetzendorf. From the Baron? gasped the blind man. I'll see him later. Why, it may be Hamilton, cried Murie, who, looking through the door, saw his old friend in the corridor, and quickly called him in. As he faced Flockhart, he drew himself up. The attitude of them all made it apparent to him that something unusual was in progress. "'You've arrived at a very opportune moment, Hamilton,' Murray said. "'You have met Miss Hayburn before, and also Flockhart, I believe, at Lady Hayburn's in Paris.' "'Yes, but—' "'Sir Henry,' Walter said in a quiet tone, "'this gentleman sent by the Baron is his secretary, the same Mr. Edgar Hamilton of whom Gabrielle has just been speaking.' Ah, then, perhaps he can furnish us with further facts regarding this most extraordinary statement of my daughter's, the blind man exclaimed. Gabrielle has just told her father the truth regarding a certain tragic occurrence in the forest of Pontarmé. Explain to us all you know, Edgar. What I know, said Hamilton, is very quickly told. Has Miss Hayburn mentioned the man Crail? Yes, I have told them about him, the girl answered. You have, however, perhaps omitted to mention one or two small facts in connection with the affair, he said. Do you remember how, on that eventful afternoon in the forest, when searching for us, you first encountered Crail, walking with this man Flockhart at some distance from the others? Yes, I recollect. And do you remember that when we returned to sit down to luncheon, Flockhart insisted that I should take the seat which was afterwards occupied by the unfortunate Miss Bryant? Do you recollect how I spread a rug for her at that spot and preferred myself to stand? The reason for their invitation to me to sit there I did not discover until afterwards. That wine had been prepared for me, not for her. For you? the girl gasped, amazed. Yes, the plot was undoubtedly this. There was no plot, protested Flockhart, interrupting. This girl killed Edna Bryant through intense jealousy. I repeat that there was a foul and ingenious plot to kill me, and to entrap Miss Hayburn, Hamilton said. It was, of course, clear that Miss Hayburn was jealous of the girl, for she had written to her mother, making threats against Miss Bryant's life. Therefore the plot was that I should drink the fatal wine, and that Miss Gabrielle should be declared to be the murderess. She having intended the wine to be partaken of by the girl, she hated with such deadly hatred the marked cordiality of Crail and Flockhart that I should take that seat aroused within me some misgivings, although I had never dreamed of this dastardly and cowardly plot against me, not until I saw the result of their foul handiwork. It's a lie! You are trying to implicate Crail and myself. The girl is the only guilty person. She placed the wine there. She did not, declared Hamilton boldly. She was not there when the bottle was changed by Crail, but I was. If what you say is true, then you deliberately stood by and allowed the girl to drink. I watched Crail go to the spot where luncheon was laid out, but could not see what he did. 
if i had done so i should have saved the girl's life you were a few yards off awaiting him therefore you knew his intentions and you are as guilty of that girl's tragic death as he what cried flockart his eyes glaring angrily do you declare then that i am a murderer you yourself are the best judge of your own guilt answered hamilton meaningly i deny that crail or myself had any hand in the affair you will have an opportunity of making that denial in a criminal court ere long remarked the baron's secretary with a grim smile what gasped lady Hayburn's friend his cheeks paling in an instant have you been so indiscreet as to inform the police i have a week ago i made a statement to monsieur hamard of the surete in paris and they have already made a discovery which you will find of interest and somewhat difficult to disprove and pray what is that hamilton smiled again saying no my dear sir the police will tell you themselves all in due course remember you and your precious friend plotted to kill me but why mr hamilton inquired the blind man what was their motive a very strong one was the reply i had recognized in Crail a man who had defrauded the baron de hetzendorf of fifty thousand kroners and for whom the police were in active search both for that and for several other serious charges of a similar character Crail knew this and he and his friend this gentleman here had very ingeniously resolved to get rid of me by making it appear that miss gabrielle had poisoned me by accident a lie declared flockhart fiercely though his efforts to remain imperturbed were now palpable you will be given due opportunity of disproving my allegations hamilton said you coward that you are place the guilt upon an innocent inexperienced girl why because with lady Hayburn's connivance you with your cunning accomplice crail were endeavouring to discover sir henry's business secrets in order first to operate upon the valuable financial knowledge you would thus gain and so make a big coup and secondly when you had done this it was your intention to expose the methods of sir henry and his friends ah don't imagine that you and crail have not been very well watched of late laughed hamilton do you allege then that lady Hayburn is privy to all this asked the blind man in distress it is not for me to judge sir was hamilton's reply i know i know how i have been befooled cried the poor helpless man befooled because i am blind not by me sir henry protested flockhart by you and by every one else he cried angrily but i know the truth at last the truth how my poor little daughter has been used as an instrument by you in your nefarious operations but hear me i say went on the old man i ask my daughter to forgive me for misjudging her i now know the truth you obtained by some means a false key to my safe and you copied certain documents which i had placed there in order to entrap any who might seek to learn my secrets you fell into that trap and though i confess i thought that gabrielle was the culprit on murray's behalf i only lately found out that you and your accomplice crail were in greece endeavouring to profit by knowledge obtained from here my private house crail has been living in octeradar of late it appears hamilton remarked and it is evidently he who gaining access to the house one night recently used his friend's false key and obtained those confidential russian documents from your safe no doubt declared sir henry then again addressing flockhart he asked 
where are those documents which you and your scoundrelly accomplice have stolen and for the return of which you are trying to make me pay i don't know anything about them answered flockhart sullenly his face livid he'll know more about them when he is taken off by the two detectives from edinburgh who hold the extradition warrant hamilton remarked with a grim smile the fellow started at those words his demeanour was that of a guilty man what do you mean he gasped white as death you-you intend to give me into custody if you do i warn you that lady Hayburn will suffer also she like miss gabrielle has only been your tool hamilton declared it was she who under compulsion has furnished you with means for years and whose association with you has caused something little short of a scandal times without number she has tried to get rid of you and your evil influence in this household but you have always defied her now he said firmly looking the other straight in the face you have upon you those stolen documents which you have by using an assumed name and a false address offered to sell back to their owner sir henry you have threatened that if they are not purchased at the exorbitant price you demand you will sell them to the russian ministry of finance that is the way you treat your friend and benefactor the man who is blind and helpless come give them back to sir henry and at once you must ask crail stammered the man now so cornered that all further excuse or denial had become impossible that's unnecessary i happen to know that those papers are in your pocket at this moment a fact which shows how watchful an eye we've been keeping upon you of late you have brought them here so that your friend crail may come to terms with sir henry for their repossession he arrived from london with you and is at the strathaven arms in the village where he stayed before and is well known flockhart demanded the blind man very seriously you have papers in your possession which are mine return them to me a dead silence fell all eyes save those of sir henry were turned upon the man who until that moment had stood so defiant and so full of sarcasm but in an instant at mention of Crails's presence in octeridar his demeanour had suddenly changed he was full of alarm give them to me and leave my house sir henry said holding up his thin white hand i i will on one condition if i may be allowed to go we shall not prevent your leaving was the baronet's calm reply the man fumbled nervously in the inner pocket of his coat and at last brought out a sealed and rather bulgy foolscap envelope open it gabrielle and see what is within her father said she obeyed and in a few moments explained the various documents it contained then let the man go her father said but sir henry cried hamilton i object to this crail is down in the village forming a plot to make you pay for the return of those papers he arrived from london by the same train as this man if we allow him to leave he will inform his accomplice and both will escape murray had his back to the door the long window on the opposite side of the room being closed it was a promise of sir henry's declared the unhappy adventurer which will be observed when crail has been brought face to face with sir henry answered murray at the same time calling hill and one of the gardeners who chanced to be working on the lawn outside then with a firmness which showed that they were determined hamilton and murray conducted flockhart to a small upstairs room where hill and the gardener with the assistance of stuart who happened to have come into the kitchen mounted guard over him his position once the honoured guest at glencardine 
was the most ignominious conceivable but sir henry sat in gratification that at least he had got back those documents and saved the reputation of his friend Volkonsky, as well as that of his co-partners End of chapter 37